0: dots, i'm dr Latifa i'm the host of the money fit md podcast this is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out that way we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnout enjoy the episode Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode with The Money Coach, Money Fit MD. How are you guys doing? If you're meeting me or hanging out with me for the first time, listen, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you spending time with me. If you've been around my platform at all, I literally always imagine that we are sitting down hanging around by the fire chilling so the fact that you're taking time out of your schedule to you come sit around the fire with me this morning or afternoon or evening fabulous <laughs> so I hope you guys are having a great week I am having a fantastic week i'm actually recording this in at the end of july of 2022 sometimes I forget what year it is so I'm super excited that the weather is beautiful now it's not Not too hot today, thank God. And I'm just trying to have a good summer with my family. And in fact, if you've noticed over the summer, I went down on the number of podcast episodes that I've been releasing. And the reason why is because we are taking a break, kind of a break right? Instead of releasing two episodes, I've been doing one episode. And I think that that is something that I chose to do because I wanted to do it. And the beauty is there's so many episodes that you can listen to and re-listen to so that you can literally take the actions that you need in order to create the financial life that you want. Today's episode fits perfectly into what we just talked about. And it is going to be talking about self neglect and how we can combat that. Before I record this episode, though, I want to give a shout out to a fabulous doctor, Dr. Neka Ichoku. She was the one that actually asked this question and said, How do we combat self neglect as physicians, as women physicians? And because this is such an important topic that comes up a lot, I figured I want to take some time to chat about this. And part of the reason why I want to do that is because when we talk about wealth it's not only about money it's about wellness it's about money it's about time it's about your voice it's about taking care of your relationships and everything that creates richness in life so in order for us to be able to achieve that we have to not self-neglect so today I want to share some tips with you guys that I truly believe is going to be helpful and useful as you combat self-neglect I also want to add a disclaimer. I think it's important for us to know that there's no one that's perfect with this. It's always a moving target. It's a work in progress. There are times in my life when I'm doing a better job at this, and there are times when I'm literally doing a sucky job, and I have to remind myself, and- the good thing is I have sensors in my body, like we all do, that lets us know when we are super, super crossing the line. Like you don't have to wait for your body to go into like straight out shock and alarm for you to know that it's time for you to stop. But just know that when you get to that point, you've already crossed the boundary and crossed the line that it's you need to just stop and go back and take care of yourself. So there are a couple of things that I want you guys to know even before I go too deep into this episode. Number one is, again, there's no perfectionism about this. It's always a question of what are you currently doing? What are you doing? How can you get better, right? Because if you are listening to someone that's like, oh, I only work one day a week and I swim six days a week in the ocean that is five hours away, like that may not be realistic for you to do right now, right? So if you're doing something, if you're literally having no time at all to take care of yourself, for you, even cutting down and finding one hour a week may be like amazing and the step in the right direction. And I know some of you guys are like, oh, an hour a week, what the hell? What am I even get, get that from? And the thing is this, when it comes to our time, no one gives it to us. When it comes to our time, it's not magically going to happen. The things that are happening in our lives are the result of choices that we are choosing voluntarily or we may think it's involuntary, right? There is risk and benefit to everything we do. And as long as no one is literally coming with like, chains in your hands to drag you from one post to the other, it means that you are choosing to do it because you've weighed your risk and benefit and you're deciding that this is what you want to do. And that part is important because a lot of times we act like we don't have a choice in how we're spending our time. We act like it's happening to us. When What I want you to start doing is Realizing the power that you have, even in those moments that you are the one that's choosing. You are choosing that you want to make $200,000 a year. You're choosing that you want to make $300,000 a year. I mean, can you make $50,000 less than that? Yes. You may not want to, right? And it may not be the best thing for you, but you actually have the ability to make those decisions. And I keep pondering over and over on this because I want us to know that we are active participants or passive participants in our lives. And everything that is happening in our lives that we don't want, right? Or everything that we want that is not happening. Is literally the result of the fact that we haven't made choices that we want to make, right? And we live in a culture where overworking is glorified. I remember during residency and fellowship, you're literally exchanging ideas. You're exchanging how how sucky it is. Like back in my day, I did 150 hours. Oh, y'all are slacking. You're only doing 80 hours. Like I see. If there's an award for burnout, overworking, stupidity, and ridiculosity. Because in my opinion, that is what we're doing to ourselves. And I am not innocent of that, right? I, as a fellow, worked and went into labor the day that I gave birth. Like, I was literally doing procedures, went from there, was having contractions during procedures, right? And had the baby the same day, right? Right not because I was early, I was like 39 and six, like 39 and six or 40 and two, like something like that. But the bottom line is we have glorified overworking so much that it is turned into like a bad habit that we continue to glorify. So part of this is we have to be willing to decondition and almost like defrost ourselves from this cycle of overworking, from the socialized way of thinking that giving value has to do with us burning ourselves to the ground. Like, If you're not dead yet You haven't served yet Like what the crap so that's my spiel about that because we're all guilty of it. And in fact, when I am making changes that helps me towards more self-compassion, self-care, it feels strange to my body sometimes because that is something that I have not been doing. So if you start this and it feels strange or uncomfortable or you're like, oh my goodness, I'm a slacker, that's okay. That is you literally decondition all this overwork culture that has been created that was never made with women physicians that may have families in mind, okay? So if you feel weird, you're doing it right. If you feel strange, you're doing it right. If you feel like, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm not even doing anything, you're doing it right. So just know that, right? Those are the mindset pieces that you need to get into control so that as you're doing this, I want you to understand that the more you do it, the more you're going to get comfortable with resting, with taking care of yourself, and with recharging, right? So the thing is, Number one, I want us to take a lesson from the heart, right? Because as physicians, we know that when the heart is pumping, who does it take care of first? It perfuses itself first. We cannot perfuse others if we don't perfuse ourselves. We cannot... Help each other. We cannot help others. Learn the value of taking care of themselves. If we don't prioritize that in our lives, in fact, I was speaking with one of our nurses recently, who is taking classes and all that to get into leadership position. And I remember telling him, he said, in his years of being a nurse, he has never actually taken a vacation before. And this is what I said and I know y'all know, I'm pretty honest. I said, if you are trying to be a nursing leader and you've never taken a break before, what that means is that I cannot trust you as a leader because you are going to overwork your people. You're never going to see the value of rest in them and for them because you are not choosing to prioritize rest in yourself. And if you see the value of rest it would be a no-brainer. It would be a requirement for you, right? It would be a requirement. It's like when I'm looking for a CPA, I want a CPA that has real estate experience. And the reason why is that if you as a CPA sees the value of real estate and you see that it's a no-brainer, it's impossible for you to not want to have real estate. So if you, I mean, of course there are exceptions to the rule, right? Not, no perfectionism about that. But if you as a CPA do not see the value of real estate, then you're not going to be able to see it as you're helping me process my papers and help me be more tax efficient, right? So number one is we have to learn from the heart. The heart perfuses itself first. And how does the heart do that? It perfuses itself during diastole, diastole it relaxes refills itself and perfuses itself that's what the heart does and we have to learn that the way that our body is being designed and created it is the most efficient pathway so if you're like latifat i get it but i have so much to do so does the heart Still, it knows that if I don't diastole, if I don't do that, I'm not going to be able to perfuse the brain and the kidneys and the lungs and all those other parts that are vital and need me for survival, okay? So number one is we have to learn from the heart. If the heart doesn't do what it does, we're not going to be able to do what our body needs to do. Even a GI that I think is one of the most important things, because I'm a little bit biased, will not be able to be perfused if the heart doesn't do what it wants to do, right? Number two is this, life is too short. Yes. All those things that you think is so important, you cannot afford to bleep. You cannot afford to close your eyes. You cannot afford to rest. If you die, if you get chronic health issues from overworking, from self-neglect, they will survive. All those people that you think need you. The family members you think cannot survive without you. Listen, I love my dad so much. I loved my dad. He passed last year. When he passed, none of us jumped into the grave with him as much as it broke our heart. But it's a hard truth, right? And that's what I used to tell him when it was a life. I'm like, yo, you need to take care of yourself and enjoy your life. And the same goes for your life is too short, All those things, those patients, they will survive without you. In fact, one of our fabulous members that was let go from her clinical work, they told her the same day and they had the audacity to tell her patients that she had a family emergency. All those patients that she is sacrificing her health for, you know, those days she had a cold and popped some Tylenol and showed up to work anyway, they have been now given to a different physician. The bottom line is life is too short for us to think grinding ourselves to the ground is the solution. In fact, when you grind yourself to the ground, life becomes even a whole lot shorter. (laughs) It's just the truth, right? And so that's the thing that I want us to keep in mind. Number three is I need you to see the value of rest. Rest is, I know sometimes it feels like it's overrated, but listen, as a businesswoman, As someone that runs multiple businesses, if I don't rest my brain, it's hard for me to provide and create to the optimum level. I literally block out times in my schedule for nothing. And it's not just nothing because those times are so valuable. They're times for me to sit down in my hammock and rest, time for me to hang out with my kids and play. Time for me to take a walk. Like I literally have to take a walk every Sunday by myself, headphones on, music, praying, just listening, that time of rest in my brain is when the most amazing things and ideas come to me. If I don't take that time of just like shutting down the world, shutting down all this external stuff, like the amazingness that comes from inside is never going to have its ability to see the world and the opportunity to see the world. And what that means is I'm, I'm leaving the world and cheating the world and not letting the world enjoy the maximum benefit that it could enjoy and of what value is that, okay? So that's number three. You need to understand the value of rest in recharging, in resetting, in creating time for creative thinking as a sign of kindness, as a sign of self-compassion, right? If you don't understand that, then I don't know what it's going to take for you to understand it. And then number four, or whatever number that is, I always lose track of my numbers, is. Ask what your body needs. Recharging self compassion is going to mean different things. It may mean time for you to go get your eyebrows done, get your nails done, get a massage, sleep, watch some like show that's like mindless, call a friend, pray, meditate, go swimming, go for exercising. Ask your body what it needs. It's like, okay. What do I need? So, for example, today that I'm recording this podcast, my goal was to record a bunch of podcasts. So, I'm the one I record podcasts, I do about four at a time. That's how I roll. But today is actually like a bonus podcast day that I didn't plan on doing before. But I said, you know what? I have all these amazing ideas that I want to create and communicate with you guys. So, let me just like pop the lead so that all those ideas can go out into the world and fresh ideas can come in. And then I asked my body what my body needed. And really, what my body needed is to do nothing, it's to lie down on the floor, pray play music and just meditate on God, read my Bible. I'm a Christian for those of you that haven't been here long. And for you, that may be it. For you, maybe something else, right? Maybe listen to the water, playing white noise. like ask your body what it needs. And my body literally is like, that is more important than me even getting my hair done today. That is more important than me getting my eyebrows done. Just that idea of just praying, meditating, and just letting those ideas flow in my brain is going to be really, really important. So what does your body need? What does your body want? I want you to listen to it and I want you to learn to trust it. Because in my opinion, our body's always talking to us. It's always trying to communicate, but we've just been so conditioned to ignore it and beat it to the ground that now this is a process of reconditioning, unlearning and getting back to our core, okay? So those are some tips that I want to share with you guys about how to combat self neglect these are things that i do in myself these are things that i do in my life what i need is going to vary on a day to day basis on a week to day basis on a week to week excuse me basis but the key is to ask my body what it needs Set the time, block out that time, not perfectionism about that, just a progress. Like if you were zero, now do one hour. If it was one hour, maybe do two hours. Like just keep growing, keep improving. And that is how you can take care of yourself. This is not in spite of making money. This is the only way to truly be. This is how we create wealth. This is how we are well. Imagine a life where this is our new culture, where women and women physicians prioritizing their rest eating lunch outside instead of in front of the computer every single day, right? Taking a walk during lunch sometimes, calling a friend, having lunch with coworkers. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be all the time. Imagine if that is what we do. It's going to change the culture of unwellness in medicine. And if you and I look around, Yes, there is burnout. Burnout is a syndrome. It has a lot of things in there. And part of it is the fact that we are neglecting ourselves. We're not prioritizing our wellness and we're not communicating that to those that are around us. So let's change that. You and I, we can do it one step at a time. So I hope this has been helpful for you. This is stuff that I'm telling my women in the money school. I'm like, guys, we need to take a break, chill, Rest, do nothing, hang out with family. This is all part of wealth building. So I hope that's been of value for you. If you've loved this episode and learned anything, I want you to share it with those around you. And don't forget to leave us a review because again, this is the only way all of those women physicians out there are gonna find us. It's gonna take a village. That's you and I and all those people together. Let's change the world of medicine, one physician at a time. Have a fabulous rest of the week. Bye-bye. If you've loved this episode, I would love it if you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us get this content to more women physicians. This is a money revolution and I'm so glad that you're part of it. Thank you for listening.